Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Simply Serie A, the Italian football podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon. I'm delighted to be joined once again by the fountain of Italian football knowledge, the brilliant Vittorio, joining us live from Rome. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, thanks. How about yourself? Good. Yeah, not too bad, my friend. Can't complain. Can't complain. All good here. Arsenal won last night. What more do I want? I've titled this podcast, Vittorio, A Week to Forget for Milan, uh, because obviously we'll come on to talk about their their league defeat in a minute. We're going to start off with the quarterfinal of the Coppa Italia, in which they faced their fierce rivals, Inter. And despite having taken the lead through Zlatan Ibrahimovic, they ended up losing the game courtesy of a 96th-minute free kick from Christian Eriksen, a forgotten man at Inter, but he stepped up to the plate uh, last night. How much of an impact do you think this kind of th- these last couple of games are going to have on Stefano Pioli's Milan? Because it feels like just when everybody was starting to take them seriously, I'm not saying you shouldn't take them seriously, but when that kind of level of expectation went up a notch, They've kind of been pegged back again. First, it was Atalanta at home in the league, a really heavy defeat, one that I, I didn't really expect, to be honest. And then, of course, this this exit to their, their main rivals. Well, you know, uh, I think uh, against Atalanta was the second defeat in this year and they were undefeated before uh, something like 25 matches undefeated. And now I could be wrong, but the number is pretty much that one. Uh, we said it, right? We said it in the podcast. They are having an unbelievable run. But the fear we all have is, are they able to continue? Because the season is still very long. And we said, uh, the biggest question is, I don't think they have a depth enough to uh, keep it up. And um, yeah, this is pretty much what's happening. We have to be honest. They haven't been very lucky. They had so many injured players. Uh, let's not forget Ibrahimovic got the COVID-19, then came back, got injured, etc., etc. A lot of other players got injured. So they, they're a little bit struggling on that side. Um, they signed Mandzukic. That was a surprise for me. But, you know, there's a question mark about Mandzukic. He didn't play pretty much one year. So um, I feel that what we were all saying, it, it's happening. Milan is a little bit uh, losing the confidence and it's normal, right? They cannot keep it going so long. Uh, they lost against Juventus. They lost, lost against Atalanta, two big teams. Um, I think their goal is to stay in the top four, to reach Champions League, because they are not a team that can fight for the Scudetto, I think. They, they have been unbelievable so far, but I think they cannot keep it up. And this is what's happening for me, I think. 
and and to your credit you have kind of said that throughout the the podcast you know you've said that it's still in your opinion that the likes of inter uh juventus are obviously more yeah. equipped to go on and win the scudetto which i completely agree with zlatan ibrahimovic got himself sent yeah. off last night and stefano pioli has has been in the press and he's been saying that zlatan's apologized and you could see it on zlatan's face couldn't you when the referee showed him the red card that actually he knew here that he'd, he'd really let his team down. Scored a wonderful goal um, yeah. in the first half as well, which makes it all the more frustrating. But I think you're right to say that Milan's luck is just out at the moment. It's not quite going their way uh, in the big moments. But is that the danger of relying on somebody like Zlatan all the time? I'm not saying, you know, we know he's capable of it. And even at, what, 38 years old, he's still delivering it week in, week out. But is there an over-reliance on him? from this Milan side? Well, a little bit it is, but let's not forget that this team wasn't built to fight for the Scudetto. This team was built for reaching the fourth spot, going back to the Champions League. So for me, at the moment, they overachieved. They did much more than expected. Uh, now we know that in Italy what happens, you start winning and everybody say, ah, this team is great, every player is amazing, blah, 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 which is not. And... Uh, I have been surprised. I didn't expect it to see Ibrahimovic so good at this age, at this level. I've been surprised. Uh, but yeah, obviously, you know, when you have Ibrahimovic, you have to build your team, your game around him because he can win you match. And uh, probably yesterday has been the first time where Ibra have left down Milan because he scored the first goal, but the red card changed the match. Um uh, Inter had chances before, but let's be honest, when after Ibra was sent off, uh, Inter dominated and, and scored two goals. So uh, I think we can say that for the first time, probably, uh, Ibra left down Milan and they lost because of Ibra, which is bizarre to say. Yeah, it's, it's something that I don't think we're going to hear too many times throughout the course of the season. Um MB Gunafan in the chat says, well, Lukaku had the last laugh. He's in the yeah. semi-final of the Coppa Italia. I respect Ibra as a player, but he's a bully and could see why Lukaku was angry being disrespected. Uh, or So he says, I could see why Lukaku was angry. Disrespecting somebody's mother is too far. Is that what Zlatan did to uh, your knowledge? Because I've, I've read that, but I don't know if it's true. Yeah, uh, I, I, I couldn't hear very very well. It looks like, though, it's Lukaku who talked about the mother, not Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic said something strange about voodoo. Okay. So that, that's bizarre. But <laughs> I, I, as I said very often on this podcast, Lukaku scored only on a penalty. Again, big, big matches, Lukaku. I don't want to say he didn't show up, but again, he missed a big chance yesterday. And um, he scored on a penalty. That's it. And he just about scored it as well, Vittorio, yeah, because he it came off of the crossbar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, again, uh, yes, Lukaku had the last laugh. But if I'm an Inter fan, I still would be very concerned. I paid 68 million euros for a player who doesn't score against big team. Yeah, no, great point. Um, let's let's rewind a little bit back to the yeah. weekend where Milan uh, were heavily beaten at home by Atalanta. Now, we've praised Atalanta time and time again on this podcast we know that on their day, they can do that to anybody. They've they've got it in them. But I've got to admit, it came as a massive surprise uh, to me to see Atalanta run away 3-0 winners. Goals from Romero, Ilicic and Duvan Zapata. It was a really 
dominant performance, wasn't it, from Atalanta? And, and again, just signs that Milan might fall a little bit short of the Scudetto. But Atalanta deserves the praise here as well. Definitely. We have to say something. Uh, in the last couple of matches, Milan won a lot of them, but without playing great football. And we said it. Uh, a little bit of luck, a little bit of Ibrahimovic deciding the match with his skill, etc. But Milan was struggling, wasn't playing great football. It's true that Atalanta was up and down. We saw them winning matches, drawing against Udinese and so on. Uh, the problem is, if Atalanta is in the good day, it's very difficult to stop them. And uh, that's what happened. Um, Milan was struggling, especially the, the biggest question, the biggest problem is probably lack of quality in the midfield of Milan. And if you allow uh, Atalanta to have the ball possession, then it's going to be a nightmare for you. And this is what happened. Atalanta on the on the right day can beat anybody and they show it. Uh, but they're even able to, you know, lose against uh, smaller teams. So uh, I wasn't surprised, honestly, because I think uh, Atalanta can beat anybody. Um is it a concern for AC Milan? A little bit, even because the new signing played and uh, they didn't play very well, right? Manchukic, you can see that he's not in a great condition, in a great shape. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, Meite as well played for the first time. Again, not very well. Uh, there are question marks on the, on, on the new signing of AC Milan. So, uh, I found that one strange, the Meite one. I wasn't... I, when I heard about it, I wasn't like... Oh yeah, this is a player who's going to come in and help Milan here. And and you're right, his performance at the weekend wasn't up to standard, was it? No, no. the 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 problem is, as we know, all the teams have big financial issue at the moment in January. We're not going to see teams paying a lot of money this uh, this winter. Probably it's going to happen this summer, but this winter. So you have to play smart. Uh, Mandzukic two years ago was an unbelievable player. I love Mandzukic. But in the last year, I think he played like something like 18 games in South Arabia. So there are question marks on there. Same thing on Mete, you know. These are not players that you would expect Milan to sign, especially now. But with money issue, you have to make, you know, take risk and uh, see if it if it works or no. So Yeah, for sure. Um one of the, the standout games in terms of entertainment at the weekend was the game between Roma and Spezia. It finished 4-3 uh, to Roma. Probably saved Paolo Fonseca's job, yeah. right? Probably, probably. Uh, it hasn't been a great week for, for Roma and Roma fans. They lost the derby. They lost in the Coppa Italia against Spezia. So that was a huge surprise, a huge disappointment. Um, then... Roma made a mistake. They made six substitutions in the Coppa Italia uh, match against Spezia. So they, they lost for two, but they lost 3-0 because they have been penalized by, by the Lega Calcio because you cannot make six substitutions in, in uh, Italian football. And there has been a big discussion between Zeko and uh, Paul Fonseca. And in fact, Zeko is at the moment out of the squad. So, you know, in Rome, it's quite difficult to put out your captain uh, you're not playing great football. You lost the derby. So it was a very uh, important match, I would say, for Fonseca. They won last second. And I think this tells you, because here in Rome, there have been a lot of rumors on radio, website, etc. But the team wasn't uh, didn't like Fonseca anymore. 
that was playing against the manager. And I think the goal in the last second, even if it was against Spezia, last second goal uh, proved that, no, the team is still behind the manager. And this is very important because, you know, you cannot play against your players. So uh, this is a good sign for Roma. And, you know, this is, people don't understand. Rome, it's an incredible city. Rome is third, right? Rome is third in the league. And the fans want Fonseca out, Zeko out, everybody out because they lost the derby and they lost against Spezia. Then you go and see the table and Roma's third. And you say, what the hell is going on, guys? Your, your, your target is being fourth. You are one point, you're third. Yeah, two weeks ago, people were talking about Roma contender for the Scudetto. And now you want to get rid of everybody. This is why Rome, Lazio Rome, cannot win a Scudetto. It's very difficult because you lose a derby and you're still third, and the manager has to be sacked. He's rubbish. <laughs> the expectation is just so, so high, isn't it? It's so high. Uh, I don't know if it's the expectation. I think the derby here, it's everything. You lose the derby as Roma lost, playing terrible, and you add to this being defeated by Spezia with, with making an unbelievable mistake of six substitution, and the fans go crazy. The radio here, you don't know. Here they are like three, four radio talking all up all the day long about Roma. So they have to talk about something. And what did they talk this week? About Fonseca, about Seco having a fight with Fonseca, uh, where are the new owners, etc, etc. So they build up and the fans are going crazy, right? Uh, Fonseca, it's... One week ago, Fonseca was God. Now he's the worst manager in the world, right? Uh, you need balance. You need balance to fight for the Scudetto. And again, I keep Keep saying Roma is third. You know, it's third, and people want everybody away. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? When you sometimes you just need to take a step back and look at it with a Absolutely. bit of perspective. Um, big thank you to the blind gooner in the live chat for his kind super chat. Thank you so much uh, for that, my friend. Get your questions in. We'll come to those in a little bit. Uh, I can see there's a couple in there for Vittorio already, so we'll uh, we'll get to those a little bit later on. Um, Juventus two 0 win at Bologna. Uh, sorry, against Bologna, uh, Artur and uh, McKenney with the goals. Nothing amazing about this one from what I saw, just a kind of uh, routine win for Juventus. Yes, but at least we saw a step forward. Um, we said it last time against Inter, the quality of the midfield of Juventus was not at the level of Juventus. Uh, finally, Artur start. I mean, you, you, you signed the player, you gave away Pjanic, to have this quality player and he hardly played. Now, finally, he showed up. It's not the goal very important. It's finally Juventus moving the ball a little bit better than in the past. Um, McKenny, it's looked to be a very interesting signing, but probably Arthur could be the key, the key for Juventus Pirlo. Pirlo wants to attack, wants to move the ball fast with quality, and maybe they find finally the right player. So, obviously... Winning against Bologna is not a big surprise, but I think slowly uh, the team is improving. And at the same time, we have to say, Juve, it's improving. Milan is slowly going down. You know, you can see the change uh, on top of the table that's going to happen in maybe a month or so. Yeah, it's, it's only a matter of time, isn't it? It certainly feels that way. Uh, one of the questions we got in the live chat, Vittorio, is do you think that Pirlo can go on to be an elite manager and what have you made of his Juventus tenure so far? I know we've discussed this on previous shows, but just quickly, what is your kind of view on Pirlo and how he's done up until now? 
Well, we saw it against Inter, right? Conte played, prepared the match much better than Pirlo. And, uh, and we saw the difference in the match. Uh, let's not forget that this is the first year that Pirlo manages a team. He didn't do nothing uh, in Juventus Youth, Youth Academy. This is the first team. So he's going to make mistakes. And uh, uh, maybe more experienced manager will outplay him. Um, I was surprised that he did well against Ranieri, against Sampdoria, because Ranieri is usually a very good manager in uh, create difficulty to you if you are not very well prepared. So you can see some improvement from Pirlo uh, on a certain way. So, But, I mean, if you tell me if he's the best manager, no. And, uh, you know, Conte, that has been, you know, criticized by Inter fan a lot in the last two years, uh, outplayed Pirlo in, that, in the match. And we saw it happening a lot of time. But he will learn. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, we spoke a little bit about obviously the Coppa Italia quarterfinal and we spoke about what a great night it was uh, for Inter in the end as we said Christian Eriksen proved to be the hero um, uh, on the night but you can't get away from the fact that Inter having looked at what happened in Serie A at the weekend watching Milan drop points and then obviously seeing both Roma and Juve pick up wins will be yeah. frustrated by the fact they were held uh, to a nil-nil draw at Udinese it's just the thing with Antonio Conte's Inter for me is that they're just so up and down and they can't seem to find the level of consistency they need to go on and win the title. Then they're not even far away from it, but it always feels like whenever you think they've turned the corner and they're, they're ready and they're going to do it and they're going to close the gap and they're going to take advantage of the mistakes of others around them, they turn in a result like this. Yeah, that was a big surprise, especially because after beating Juventus, you think your confidence uh, it's top level uh, you all players are focused are fired up because you know you win against Udinese and then you're there close to close to Milan etc instead they didn't play well at all i mean udinese it's not an easy team we have to say that the udinese goalkeeper is very very good he made a couple of very good saves yeah but Again, against with Inter, you should expect something more. And it's hard to understand how Inter played very well against Juventus, probably the best match of the season. And then a couple of days afterwards, they play like that in, in Serie A against Udinese. Um, it's, it's a very weird season. We're gonna, we saw a lot of up and down, even Juventus that usually it's, you know, uh, very consistent this season have up and down. Um, you thought that it was due to Andrea Pirlo inexperience. But then you see Inter that has a very experienced manager, a lot of experienced players, let's not forget Vidal, etc. etc. They 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 are struggling. Win against Juventus, draw against Udinese. Um, it's not the way you're going to win the Scudetto. So uh, I thought the match against Juventus could change the season of Inter. Now, I'm not sure about that anymore. Uh, let's see if this derby victory helped them. But the thing I don't understand is, you think against Juventus, they switch, they finally find a way how to play great football and beat great teams. And then a couple of days afterwards, they are blocked by Udinese, not Milan or, or Roma, Udinese. Um, there are a lot of question marks on Antonio Conte, I think. Because I still believe Inter has... A very good team. 
Antonio Conte is probably, with Andrea Pirlo, the only manager who can pick and choose the players for every week, while Roma, Lazio have to, you know, yes, if he's injured, if he's not injured, he plays. Antonio Conte can pick the players. Um, yeah. And still, they're struggling. Sometimes, though, can that make it, for a manager, can that make it a little bit more difficult? Is it a case of the manager sometimes ends up overthinking his selections, whereas... You know, if you've got less players and you've got less top quality players, your selection is is pretty much the same wherever possible. And that builds a bit of consistency. Does the fact that Conte does change it so much work against Inter? A little bit, yes. And on the other side, for example, Kolarov, uh, it's a player that Conte wanted so bad this summer. And, well, we saw it even last year, end of the season with Roma. He was really struggling. And, and still, Conte give him a chance. And yesterday, I think Ibra did an amazing goal, but color of marking was was not good. Not was not good. And so he keep pushing, trying to put color of Vidal. We talked about it a lot. These players he signed are not uh, performing as expected, and he still tried to give him a chance because you can understand that Conte signed this player. He's he trusts them. And unfortunately, they don't play at the level. So this doesn't help for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's move on to your team, Vittorio. Lazio, 2-1 win uh, over Sassuolo. Um, a, a really good three points. And of course, Lazio now are just three points behind Roma in third. Lazio slowly uh, creeping back up the table. Do you still feel like a, a Champions League uh, place is, is kind of alive for Lazio? Is that still the aim? Should it still be the aim? Yes, absolutely. And we have to say that with this up and down of Juventus, Milan, Napoli, etc., now we have a lot of team in a matter of points, right? Because Roma is third at 37, Lazio is at 34, there's Napoli at 34, etc. So you can see that they are all close there. So definitely Lazio, uh, I think they built the momentum. Now there are uh, four winning streaks, uh, five considering Coppa Italia. Uh, and, you know, when you're able to win matches in a row that give you boost confidence, etc. Um, they played well against Sassuolo and Sassuolo is a very difficult team to play against because they attack you uh, and uh, they don't let you play. They press you very high. So uh, Lazio went down immediately. The first 10 minutes, I think Lazio didn't show up and then things changed. So that was really important to be able to win a match like that against Sassuolo. Um, adding this to Napoli losing, uh, I think Lazio is convinced that they can reach their fourth spot. It depends now, you know, uh, Lazio has Atalanta, that will be a turning point again, uh, because Atalanta is playing great football, etc. So we, we have to see, but I think a lot of teams can still fight for the Champions League this season. For sure. Um, another team I just want to touch on, uh, Vittorio, is Parma. Um they're languishing down at the bottom of the table. They lost at home to Sampdoria by two goals to nil. I'm a little bit worried for Parma. Um, massive football club. It took them ages to get back into Serie A. And you, you don't want to see those clubs going down. But, you know, Parma, Torino, they feel like Genoa even. They feel like they're too big of a clubs to go down. But they are really struggling. Let's Let's start with Parma. What have you made of them so far this season? And they, they're in trouble, aren't they, at the moment? They're definitely in trouble. They, they changed the manager and I think things are getting a little bit better. To be honest with you, 
I didn't expect them to lose against Sampdoria because I saw the last matches of Parma and they played well. Yes, they lost against Lazio, but you can see that something is different. With the new manager, Daversa, the team is responding. Daversa was the manager of last year and they did well last year. Uh, they changed the, the, the owner and uh, they brought in Liverani, who is one of those manager, young manager that has been a little bit, for me, to pump up by the press. Uh, yeah. Very offensive mind manager, he's great football, blah, blah, blah. Yes, uh, as Allegri said last year, or maybe two years ago, it's easy to be a, an offensive mind football manager. Uh, you, you, you know, you, you push the left back uh, as a winger, etc. But then you allow a lot of goals. And this is what's happening with Parma, etc. Now with Daversa, they are more balanced. We have to say that they, has, they spent a lot of money this summer and now this winter. Uh, so it's it's a little bit strange to see a team that spends so much money being in that position. Um, but with Daversa, things changed. Uh, I see them much better. Uh, they have good players. This is the funny thing. Now Jervinho is back. He's very important for them. Um, they just signed Conti. Uh, I think watching the team, <laughs> they should be fighting for the Europe League. Uh, and this is the problem because when you start the season thinking, okay, our goal is the Europe League and you, fight, and you find yourself fighting for relegation, it's hard to uh, refocus yourself. But I think with Aversa, they, they will find a way to, to, to stay in Serie A. Yeah, fingers crossed they do. I, I like Palma. I don't know why I've got a soft spot for Palma. <laughs> Produce some great players as well over the years. And when I think about the days when I got into Serie A, which was like probably the late 90s, you know, they were one of the one of the big teams. So, uh, yeah, it's yep. disappointing to see them down there where they are now. But fingers crossed they can turn that around. Um, got another question for you, Vittorio, in the live chat. It's going back to Lazio uh, with regards to Chiro Immobile. Do you think he's an underrated striker? And do you think that teams will be circling around him soon? I definitely think he's underrated. I mean, uh, the, the funny thing is, we are get so used to see Immobile scoring every week that when he doesn't, we feel like he played bad. So the, <laughs> I think he scored seven goals in, in the last eight matches. This is simply unbelievable. Uh, he's definitely the best Italian striker and probably one of the best in Europe. Uh, now, I'm not very good in ranking. I don't want to say he's the number one, two or three. But if Lukaku thinks he's top five, then Chiremobile is definitely above <laughs> Lukaku. So that's that's another discussion. Um, he spoke, I think, Monday uh, on a, a TV show. And he said that he's going to stay uh, at Lazio forever. He's not young anymore. He's reaching 30. So, you know, this is the last contra big contract. Um I think I think that uh, he's one of the players that when he feels the confidence, when he sees that the manager trusts him, plays his best. And this is the reason why he didn't perform as well at Dortmund or at Sevilla. Inzaghi wanted him badly uh, and he's playing very well. He's scoring a lot because he feels the confidence. Um, and this Feeling is love. Yeah, absolutely. Fans adore him. Uh, he feels... The players trust him. The manager trusts him. And, you know, there are players like Cristiano Ronaldo or Ibrahimovic that have no confidence problem. They they can play against everybody. They will always perform. And then there are players like Chire Mobile 
that they need to feel the trust of the manager. And I think that's the perfect uh, combination in Zaghi and Immobile. So that's why he's performing so well at Lazio. Um, teams coming for him? Yeah, probably. I mean, there have been a lot of teams asking for him. But I don't think Lazio is never going to sell him. And he's feel, you know, he's a king of Rome now. So why should he leave? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's uh, he's having a great time at the moment. And um, he's highly rated. I, I agree with you that he's probably slightly underrated, actually, by the kind of wider audience. But I think uh, he is he's definitely up there and he, he produces week in, week out. And you can see the confidence with which he plays. I think you make a great point. I think there are lots of players like that who need to need to feel the love. And then there are players like, as you said, Ibrahimovic, who are kind of happy to play the whole villain role. You know, yep. me against the world. They're happy with that and they can live with that. Immobile is not one of them. And, and you're absolutely right in saying that he's finally found a home um, at, at Lazio, a home in which he can flourish and, and play some of his best football. That brings us to the end of this edition of Simply Serie. I come into you slightly later in the week because of that huge Coppa Italia uh, tie. It didn't make sense to, to talk, not talk about that. So um, that's with a slight change in schedule. But we'd be going back to normal uh, next week. Just quickly round up the scores uh, from week 19 in Serie A for those of you uh, who haven't caught up with them. Benevento 2, Torino 2, Fiorentina 2, Crotone 1, Genoa 1, Cagliari 0, Juventus 2, Bologna 0, Lazio 2, Sassuolo 1, Milan 0, Atalanta 3, Parma 0, Sampdoria 2, Roma 4, Spezia 3, Udinese 0, Inter 0 and Verona 3, Napoli 1. Another full week of Serie A action uh, coming this weekend. So we'll be uh, digging into that, of course, on next week's show. My thanks uh, to Vittorio. Vittorio, how can people follow you on social media and your YouTube channel? Plug it away. Yeah, well, you can follow me on Lazio Lounge on YouTube or on Twitter. And my Twitter account is at Vittorio Campa. Brilliant stuff. Make sure you get over there and check out Vittorio's fantastic work. We'll be back very, very soon with another edition of Simply Serie A. Until then, ciao.